Shalom to all. Today's office is Nazar Daf Nun Aleph. We are starting at the very top of the Amud. And today's office is sponsored Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Maisha, Her Nishama, Shadav, and Aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Yantif, Better Asher Anshul, His Nishama, Shadav, and Aliyah. Now, this Gemara continues talking about Rekev. And let's remember what that is. The Mishnah told us that a Maloy Tarvid Rekev of a mace is Matame like a mace itself. And Maloy Tarvid Rekev means a spoonful of corpse dust. The mace decayed and became dust, so this dust is Matame just like the mace itself. The Gemara says, Tonarban, we have a Brisa. Ezu Mace, Sheshle Rekev. What's the mace that we're talking about? That has rekev meaning the rekev is metame. That's mace shenikbar arum only if it was buried unclothed, but aren't shal shayish in a box or a closet made out of marble, oil gabe ritzba shal avonim, or on top of a floor made out of stone. Zel mace yesh rekev. That's a mace that has a din of rekev, and that's because when the mace is decaying, no other decay from something else is going to get involved in this decay over here. Whereas nikbar beksusai, if the mace is buried in his clothing, barn shall eight, or in a wooden arun, oil gabe ritzba shal or on a floor made out of bricks, zel mace shein rekev. This mace does not have the din of rekev. That's because there's other decay mixed in here as well. Either the clothing or the wood or even the bricks have brick dust and that contributes to the mace's decay and that's not pure corpse dust. The Mark continues, Amr Ula, Ula says, Wouldn't have a din of rekev unless this dust came from a combination of basar, the flesh of the mace, the gidim, which is the sinews, and that samas is the bones. Now, Isfei, Rav Ula, Rav asked Ula, Rekev habamina basar tahar. We have a brass that says, Rekev habamina basar tahar. Rekev that comes from basar is tahar. What do we learn from here? Hamino etzem tame. That's mashma. Tummy, if it comes from the bone, even if there's no flesh on the bone. So, Gemara says, No, this is how we should understand the Brisa. Rekev that comes only from flesh is tahar, until there's also a bone in the basar, and now we have rekev coming from both the bone and the flesh. Ask the Gemara, but there's no gidim here. The Gemara answers, No, it's impossible to have flesh on a bone that doesn't also have gidim there. How we continue with this? Two mesim that were buried together. Nasu galgalin zeloze. They become galgalin with each other. Now, this word galgalin doesn't really have a good translation. It either means mixture or they'll roll together. This idea of galgalim, though, is that since there's some sort of mixture over here, this will not have the din of rekev of a mace because it has to be pure rekev from one mace, not from two together. Now, Masar Rav Nasr, Nasr has a question. We have a brass that says, Rekev abami bez mesim tame. That if rekev comes from two mesim, it is tame. So we see that there is no issue of galgalin here. So Amarav, the answer is no. Hasim should cover That brass is talking about where each mace was buried separately. Kivu and they decayed separately, and then together these individual mason which had decayed individually, their dust together equals a Maloy Tarvid, and that's going to be Matame. And we'll continue with this din of Galgalin. If the hair of a mace was cut and buried with him, that's Galgalin, and it does not have a din of Rekev. That's because the hair is separate from the mace itself. Nagmar says, Tanan Hasmi of Mishnah over there, any part of the mace is Tame, except for the teeth of the mace, the hair of the mace, and the nails of the mace. But if they're connected to the mace, cool and tamein, then they're all tamei. What about the hair of this mace is supposed to be cut, or the nails were going to be cut as well? What's a halacha? That since it's supposed to be cut, it's as if it was cut, and therefore if a person touches it, even though it's attached to the mace, he's not going to become tamei? Maybe we'll say that right now, the nail is still attached to the finger, and even though the nail was supposed to be cut, 
Bottom line is it's still attached to the finger, so it will be metame. So Gemara suggests Let's learn from what Rabbi Archana just told us before. The reason why when we cut the hair of a mace and then buried it with the mace, there's no din of rekev, is because the hair was cut and then buried with the mace. But if the hair wasn't cut and was still attached to the mace's head, why? That implies that there wouldn't be a problem of gagalin and that we would still have his din of rekev. And we'd see from there that as long as the hair is attached or as long as the nails are attached, even though they were supposed to be cut, they're still considered to be part of the mace and they would be metame. So Gemara says, no, it's not a raya. This is what Rabbi Barachana could be saying. Gazaz hareza gagalim. If it was cut, then it's for sure gagalim and there's no din of rekev. Loi gazaz. But if it wasn't cut, me bayalei, Rabbi Barachana has a question regarding that. And the Gemara continues. By Rabbi Yirmiyah asks the following question. Rekev habamin ha'ekev mahu. What about rekev that comes from the heel? When we have this halacha of rekev, do we say that it has to come from all of the mace, meaning it has to be similar to the rest of the mace? We'll explain this in a moment. But if it comes from the heel, then we will not say this din of rekev. Maybe there's no difference. Now, why would the heel be different? That's because there's a lot of dead flesh on the heel, even when the person's alive. People have thick calluses and they have a lot of dead flesh on the bottom of their heel. So maybe the din of rekev doesn't apply to flesh that comes from the heel because it was already dead even when the person was alive. So Gemara Tamsaraya, Toshma, the Tony Rabnasan Barabishai, Rabnasan Barabishai had taught, Rekev Abam Shnei Mesim, Tame. Rekev that comes from two Mesim is Matame, which means that we have a Malay Tarvid Rekev and not more than that from two Mesim. Now, Visak Nai the Chabam and Ekev Loi, if you want to say that something that comes from the Ekev is not Matame because of Rekev, well, Zil Hachadomadarch Ekev Kaasi, Vahachadomadarch Ekev Kaasi. If you go to over here, I meaning if you look at the Rekev that came from Mace number one, maybe some of it came from the heel. And if you go to Mace number two, well, maybe some of it came from the heel. And if that's so, then that means that we wouldn't have the proper shear, and the Brisa didn't say that. It must be that rekev that comes from the ekev is metame. So the Gemara says that's not a raya. erkev kule ekev hachinami. If the entire mace decayed and some of that decay came from the ekev, so there wouldn't be a problem with that. Alahacha over here. What's the whole question? One aver of the mace decayed v'kaasi derech ekev, and that came from near the heel. For example, the whole foot decayed. My, that's our question. What's the halacha? And we conclude teku. And the Gemara continues by Rabbi Yirmiyah. Rabbi asks another question. Uber isha havagalim oiloi. A fetus in the stomach of the mother is that galgalim or not? A woman died and sadly she had a fetus in her stomach. Do we say that fetus is considered galgalim and that it's not connected to the mother, or do we say that no, it's part of the mother? And what's the explanation of this? Kivin Dabar Marsins who has stated uber yerech imoi that a uber a fetus is the yerech of his mother. He's the thigh of his mother, which means he's a part of his mother. So helkach gufahu that would make the fetus the body of the mother. And then there wouldn't be an issue of Gagalin. I don't know, perhaps, since his fetus would have eventually come out, it's considered separate from her, and then it is a problem of Gagalin. And maybe Tim Slum, if you want to say, Uber that the Uber, the fetus, since it would eventually come out of the mother, it's considered separate from her, and therefore there is an issue of Gagalin here. So, what about the following scenario? What about if there was semen found in the stomach of the mother? Do we say, since the child hadn't been formed yet from the the semen, itzar's lashon of yitziras havlad. So a child hadn't been formed yet, kigufadami, it's considered like part of her body. Aidelma, perhaps, kimidam almakasi, since it came from somewhere else, it didn't come from her body, loy, maybe it's not considered part of her body, and therefore there'd be an issue of gagalim. And by your papa, papa asks the following question, shamahu, what about the excrement that's found inside of her? A woman passes away, and it doesn't have to be a woman, it could be a man as well. We just happen to be talking about a woman, so that's why we continue. And there's excrement inside her, maybe some undigested food, so is that viewed as something separate from her or as part of her? And what did the since she can't live without eating, this is considered part of her life, and it's part of her. This came from outside. It's not part of her, actually. And therefore, there would be a problem of Galgalim. And by Rav Acha, Bridge of Ikah, he asked the following question. 
What about the skin of the mace? Right now we're assuming that the skin is different than the flesh, different than the basar. So if we have a mace that decayed with his skin on him, do we say that now we have galgalim? What about his saliva and mucus? Does that cause an issue of galgalim or not? Now Amalei or Shmuel bar Achler of Papa. He asked the following question: If you want to say all these things that we're talking about, hair, nails, and skin, and saliva and mucus, all that's galgalim. So rekev de matame hechem shkachasla. Where would we find the case of rekev that is matame? So Gemara provides. As a scenario, Dashkai made the column that right before the person died, they gave him made the column to drink. This is a drink that cleans out the entire system, so it means that they have no excrement inside. And then some sort of potion was rubbed on the head and all over the body to remove all the hair. And then the mace was cooked in Maitavaria, which is boiling hot, and that removed the skin. So we do have a possibility to have Rekev from the mace that doesn't have anything else mixed into it besides for pure Atsamais, Gidim, and Basar. Now Rabbi Abai says, We have a Messira, Mace Shetachno. If a mace was ground, up in like Rekev, so it doesn't have a din of Rekev. So we by who asked the following question, let's say they ground the mace, and then that ground mace decayed and became dust. Do we say there's a din of Rekev? And what are the two tzadim? Midiu taima isn't the reason Ella only because the Ika basar v'gidim v'atzamais, we have to have basar v'gidim v'atzamais, and here we have over here, it might be ground up, but we still have basar v'gidim v'atzamais, and therefore there would be a din of Rekev, then we're perhaps kibriyasa v'inon v'leka. Maybe we need the mace to decay in its form, the way that it was when it died, not ground up. And we don't have that. The Gemara concludes, Teku. Natani Ulabar Chanino, Ulabar Chanino taught the following Braisa. Mace Shechasar, a mace which is missing a limb. He's missing part of him. Ainlay Rekev, he doesn't have a din of Rekev. Vloit Fuso, not the din of Tfuso. Vloit Shchunas Kvaros, and not the din of Shchunas Kvaros. Now let's just explain what Tfuso and Shchunas Kvaros says. Tfuso literally means to grasp. Let's say a mace is being dug up and reburied somewhere else. The din of Tfuso tells us that all the dirt that's grasped along with the mace has to be buried along with him and cannot be left. And Shkunas Kfaris literally means a neighborhood of Kfaris. If we find three Kfaris buried according to Jewish law, so that's considered a base HaKfaris already, and they're not allowed to be moved. One or two are allowed to be moved. Three are not allowed to be moved. So a mace which is missing a limb does not have this din of Tfusa. The dirt that's right around the mace does not need to be reburied with it. And if we have a mace that's missing a limb that's buried with two other maceim, it does not have a din of Shkunas Kfaris. And of course, the main halach over here is that a mace that's missing a limb doesn't have a din of Rekev. Now the Gemara is going to ask, Mace we have a Mishnah in Sechus Eidios. That's not so, says the Mishnah. If you're going to say this din, that a of a mace is metame, that's because a mace itself has a din of roiv. If the roiv of mace is there, it's going to be metame. Roiv means a quarter of a calf of bones of the mace will be metame, and mali tarvid rekev of a mace is going to be metame. But time, are you going to say the same thing, b'chai, with a kezayis of flesh that comes from a live person? She'ein loy, this live person doesn't have a din, loy roiv, v'loy roiv, v'loy mali tarvid rekev. Not a din of roiv, or roiv at samais, or mali tarvid rekev. Now the Gemara analyzes this Mishnah. Hechidami, what's our Mishnah talking about? This Mishnah compares a mace to a live person, and it says that the mace has a din of mali tarvid rekev, and a live person does not. So what's that scenario? It must be the Arkiv Chad Aver, that we're talking about the one Aver of the live person Sin. Let's say it got amputated loyalenu, that aver decayed. The chvase, that the parallel case, gabe mace, by a mace would be that afiluchad aver ikarekev. That even if we have one aver that comes from a mace, that does have a din of rekev. So this is clearly not like the Bryce that Ula quoted, that a mace missing a limb doesn't have a din of rekev. Here we see that even a limb from a mace does have a din of rekev. Sigmar so says it's not a riot, don't learn the Mishnah like that. Mikatani does the Mishnah itself actually say, ha mace. 
However, limb of a maze does have a din of Malay Tarvid Rekev. It doesn't say that. All the mission is trying to teach us is Hakamash Malon, Shum Mace Yashlai Rekev. There is a maze that has a din of Rekev, Shum Chai Ainlai Rekev, but there is no such a din of Rekev of something that comes from a person who's alive. But the mace that the mission is talking about isn't talking about a piece of a maze, could be talking about a whole maze. So, no question on the brass that Ula quoted. Another question, by Rav Rav asked the following question Herkek Shuchai, let's say a person's limb decayed while he was alive, Vachazru Mace, and then the person died. Mahu, what do we say? What's halacha? Kigamiri Rekev de Erkiv Kshumais, is this halacha of Rekev applied only if the person decayed when he died? Oidilma Hashtamiahomayas. Or do we say that now, Lamaisa, the person's dead? Even though this Rekev came from before he died, still, at the end of the day, he's dead now. So we would still have a din of Rekev. So Tashmai, we have an attempted answer from this Mishnah that we just quoted. The Mishnah had said, Loy, that's not so. Imamart, if you want to say that a Kazais of a Mesa's Matame, that's only Bemes with a dead person. Shesh Loy Rav, it has a din of Rav, Veroiva, and Rav a Kav of Bones, Umloy Tarvid Rekev. But Taimar Bachai Vachulu, are you going to say the same thing applies by a live person? Now, what do we see from here? The reason why the limb of the live person that decayed does not have a din of Rekev is because the person's alive. But what do we learn from here? Hames, Yeshlai Rekev. Masha, that the person now is dead, so it does have a din of Rekev. So Gemara says, no, it's not a Raya. Mikatani Hames, does the Mishnah actually say that? Does it say, but if he died, now it has a din of Rekev? That's not what the Mishnah says. All the Mishnah is trying to teach us is Hakamash Mulan, the Shumes, Yeshlai Rekev. There is a mace that has a din of Rekev. Shumchai, Ainlai Rekev. There's no such thing as a Chai having the din of Rekev. And the Mishnah is not talking about a limb of a person who's alive that decayed and then the person died. Now, once we mention the mace that's missing a part, we talk about something similar, but nothing having to do with the halacha of Rekev. But Rav Rav asked the following question, Nimala shechasra mahu. What about if we have an ant that's missing something? We have an ant that's missing a leg, and a person eats that ant. Are they chayev? Now we know that an ant is less than a kezayas, so why would a person be chayev for eating it? That's because we have a halacha called beria. It's a full creation, and the Torah Asra is eating a beria. So the question is, what about if an ant is missing a leg? Is a person going to get malchus for eating this ant or not? And what are the two tzadim? Shira gemir in law. Is this halacha that we have to have a proper shear and this shear is that we have to have the whole animal, the whole ant, and this ant is missing a leg, so the person didn't have the proper shear, and he would not get Malchus, maybe the whole reason why he's high for eating it is because it's a barrier, it's a creation, and we have a barrier here, the ant is missing a leg, but it's still an ant, it can walk around, it does what ants do, it's part of the ant farm, it does its work, so maybe he is high for eating this ant that's missing the leg. So I'm reviewed the Descartes, reviewed the Descartes says as follows, Tashma, we have arrived from Brisa. The Brisa quotes the Pasek that talks about becoming Tame to a dead Sharetz, and the Pasek says, Bohem. To quote the whole section of the Pasuk, Bohem Anyone that becomes Tameh with them. Now the Brisa says, You might think that you have to become Tameh to the whole state, to their entire being. That's what Bohem means, with them, with the entire Sharet. And if you don't touch the entire Sharet, then you're not going to become Tameh. So Tameh, that's why we have another Pasuk that talks about becoming Tameh to Sharet. Mayhem, it says in the Pasuk. From them fell on a person after the thing died, so the person is going to be Tameh. Mashma that even if only a piece of a shards falls on a person. Now the Brisa continues, e mayhem. if we only have this Pasuk of Mayhem, Yachu, you might think Miktsasan, that if only part of a shards touches someone, he's going to become Tameh. Tamalamer, Bahem, that's why we have a Pasuk that says Bahem, Mashma, we have to have the whole thing. So we ask Kalkate what's the scenario? How do we have something that's considered Bahem and Mayhem? It's a whole, but it's not really a whole. So that scenario is, Shuhuka Kulon. It must be that he's touching part of them, which is considered like the whole thing. And what's that referring to? Vashiro Chacham Chadasha, 
The Chacham said that shear is the size of a lentil in Adasha, which means that if a person touches a lentil-sized piece of a sheret, he's become tame. Now, why specifically this amount? Shekain hachaymet, a chaymet, which is either a snail or a lizard, which is one of the shratzim, tchilas briyasa b'chadasha. In the beginning of its creation, meaning the smallest baby chaymet is the size of an adasha. Now, Shwamina, what do we learn from here? Shiur gamirila, that this iser of eating a whole animal, even if it's less than a kazayas, refers to a shear. We have to have the proper shear over here. It has to be the whole thing, not missing anything. How do we see that from here? Because we said the smallest amount of a sheretz that a person is going to be metame to is the size of a baby chaymet. Now, a baby chaymet that, let's say, is missing its legs could still live, so why didn't the chum set the shear as a baby chaymet which is missing its legs? It must be that we're dealing with shear and we're not dealing with barya. But now, Amar Shmaya, Shmaya said that's not a raya. Keeping in shiura, when is it that we say we have to have the proper shear? Like in this brass that we just mentioned, the beloy have that's if it's not the size of an Adasha, loy metame, so it's not metame, deloy nuflabanishama, because a chaymet that's not the size of an Adasha can't possibly live. Meaning, until a chaymet develops to the size of an Adasha, it doesn't have an ishama in it, it can't live. And when we're dealing with toma, that's our minimum size shear. Aval nuflabanishama, but once something already has an ishama, it's already living, loy, we don't necessarily say that applies, and therefore it's possible if we have something that has an ishama, for example, an ant, but it's missing part of it, a person might be chayv malchus for eating it because of baria, even though it doesn't have the shear, it's not a whole ant. I think more concludes, Tibayalach, this remains for you as a question. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to explain the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.